Hi there. I am Paul Caputo, and this is the very first episode of Baseball by Design. And I don't think there could possibly be a better way to start this podcast than by talking to the guy who everyone in North America associates with sports logos. Uh, and that, of course, is the the founder, managing editor, grand poobah of sportslogos.net, Chris Creamer. Uh, you, you know, you've done this website, Chris, for 25 years. I just got a sneak peek at your 25-year logo. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. It's an audio medium. So, okay, we, we won't talk about that. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, you are a person who everyone associates with sports logos. You wrote with Todd Radom. You wrote the book Fabric of the Game. That's about hockey. This is a podcast about baseball, but I do want to <laughs> mention that you wrote that book with uh, one of the world-renowned designers out there. You're the person who, when there's a question about sports logos, they go to Chris Creamer. But before we get started, Chris, there's some unpleasantness that I think that we need to clear the air about. Well, and, unpleasantness for one of us. Well, you know, I think it's just, it, it's been a barrier between us for, for all these years, uh, since 2014, since I started writing for you. But one of the most painful moments in my life, I think, is probably one of the best moments in your life. I'm a Phillies fan. You're a Blue Jays fan. And this name, Joe Carter, keeps coming up in my life. And mostly from you, actually, I think. Mostly Joe Carter is, is a point raised by Chris Kramer. So I guess I just want to clear the air and tell you that, that, that I forgive you for Joe Carter ruining my life in 1993 for you know several years. I will allow you to forgive me for that. <laughs> i don't i don't think you accept that at all so <laughs> well hey you guys won in 2008 it's true yeah it's so it's I, I, can i say uh get over it <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess it's fair uh, you know and you're not the first person to say that to me so also we gave you roy halliday well i'll tell you what what a treasure roy halliday was for for phillies fans so so, so thank you fair is fair I you think know. fair is fair. I wish we could have gotten Roy Halladay a, a, a World Series, but uh, me too. I wish you guys could have gave him one too. I wish we could have given him one, but that probably uh, would have been better for you. Yeah, so. <laughs> would have been more ideal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, you know this. Obviously, like I said, you you really are a celebrity in the world of of sports logos. Uh, I know that you've, uh, you know, you've been interviewed uh, on television. You've been interviewed in in multiple print media. And, and so people go to you when there is when there is something to talk about in the world of sports logos. So I just want to start this, given that this is my first episode of Baseball by Design. I'm going to be talking to designers. I'm going to be talking to uh, front office personnel with teams. And so I want to just, just get from you, since you're an experienced interviewee, mm. uh, what are the dumb questions that you get all the time? What are the, what are the things that you go into an interview thinking, Oh God, they're going to ask me what my favorite logo is or something like that. What, <laughs> what are the, what are the dumb questions that you get asked all the time? Well, first of all, thanks for having me as your first guest, Paul. <laughs> I guess I talked a lot there. That's Thank okay. you, Chris, for being here. It's, it's the first show for you. That's okay. You get some first show nerves out of the way. That's true. That's fine. Did That's you do true. your, your pre-show exercises? you you know, you shake the fingers a little bit, you crack the knuckles, I, I sort of, I've, I've seen people do these things and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. So I actually just talked to my cat for a little while and uh, she's not right. as interested in sports logos as I am. That, that's how Son of Sam started his show, I think. <laughs> that, was, that was the dog. I'm yeah. sorry. Dog. Uh, um, 
But yes, thanks very much for having me on here. It's an honor to be guest number one. Uh, I joined the ranks of uh, Groucho Marx, who was Johnny Carson's first guest, and Bill Murray, who was Dave Letterman's first guest. And um, well, Magic Johnson's first guest was Mel Gibson. And that went well for both of them. Sure, uh, everything ends great so for, for those guys. I, exactly. I end a little better than that. Well, maybe on my last podcast, you could come in and sing Send in the Clowns. <laughs> what, do you want me to sit on your desk too? And, <laughs> like we'll see Miller? how that works. <laughs> Um, so to go back to your question, uh, what is, what are dumb questions I get all the time? And I mean, I don't want to use the word dumb. Uh, they're not dumb questions. People are genuinely interested. Um, but I do get the same questions over and over again. There's only so many things you can ask a guy who writes about logos, right? Let's be honest. Uh, people ask me, what's your favorite logo all the time? The answer is always the same. It's always the Hartford Whalers. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good choice. it's, It's a baseball show. I know, but that's, that's by far the best. Um, one question I get a lot, uh, again, not dumb, but the answer is always disappointing and the answer is the same, but it's an honest answer. And people ask me, why did this team, for example, like, why did they add this stripe to the jersey? Why does the logo have that stripe? Why didn't they remove that, you know, that collar thing? Like they ask about a little small detail on a uniform or a logo. And that was the question I asked a lot of teams at first too, when I started. And then I stopped because the answers from the teams were always because we liked it better that way <laughs> every single time. So yeah, if, if you see like, Oh, why is that weird stripe there? No. Sometimes it's simply, they just liked it better that way. And there's no explanation. And I hate giving that answer to people because I feel like they're thinking I'm being a, a bit of a jerk to them with that yeah. answer, but yeah. it's, it's the truth. That's what they tell me. Well, and it's a legitimate graphic design question, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't, I've never said this on my podcast because we're only like four minutes in or whatever. But, <laughs> this is a first uh, for you. Yes. <laughs> true. Uh, but my background's in graphic design. Uh, I have a, a Master of Fine Arts in Visual Communications from Virginia Commonwealth University. Go Rams. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we learned there is your personal preference has no significance on your design decisions. You know, if you like the color purple, that means nothing, you know, because you're speaking on behalf of, of a resource. So a lot of times the reason that that answer is disappointing is because it, it should have some significance. You know, there's five stars on the, the Midland Rockhounds just mm-hmm. released a logo, right? And they have five stars on it. And those five stars represent the five decades since they were found, founded, right. right? So so you want, you know, you want them, you want design decisions to have some sort of significance, some sort sure. of meaning. So well, those are the major design decisions. Like I say, like five stars, that's pretty big. That's significant. But I'm talking about, well, why does the dog have a whisker here instead of here? Right, 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 right. right. There's no significance behind that. It just sure it isn't sure. better that way. Um, <laughs> my, the first, thought, like my example of that is when the Blue Jays came out with their uh, latest redesign ten years ago. Now, mm-hmm. um, I kept like peppering the team with questions: Why this? Why this? Why this? Uh, one of them was, you know, why didn't you put the baseball behind the bird on the <laughs> uh, the jersey and the cap like uh, you did originally? Right, and finally, they're just like, because it looks better without it. <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> i want to i want to get the uh, baltimore orioles on the line to learn why their apostrophe in their o's logo is going the wrong direction i really want an answer for that because it looks better that way i i don't know does it <laughs> now i gotta go back and look at it uh flip, flip it around we'll see exactly exactly so let's i mean this all touches on obviously you have a, a lifelong love of logos. I mean, it goes back, you're, you're often posting on social media, you know, here's a drawing I did when I was a kid of such and yeah. such a logo. 
And that led you to found sportslogos.net, which, you know, is well-documented. You've talked about that a lot uh, previously. The, sure. the question that I'd have for you about that is, were you surprised when you started the website that you developed a following of people who felt the same way, of people who love sports logos and that their interest in sports was as much, if not more, the sort of aesthetics of it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's younger people today. I hate to use that phrase, <laughs> but younger people today, they don't really, they can't really comprehend what the world before the internet and social media was like. And that is you lived in your own little bubble. Uh, your impression of the world was either what was on television that night uh, or what the people in your school and neighborhood and family thought. That was it. And amongst that little group of people, I was the only person who gave a lick about sports logos and uniforms. Uh, nobody talked about it on TV. When a team unveiled a new uniform or logo, it was buried in the bottom of an article uh, about, you know, the team raising season ticket prices, you know, oh, oh, and by the way, they also announced that they're wearing a different uniform next year. So with that in mind, I thought, well, I'm the only one that cares about this. And I'm basically, I'm building this resource as a place for me to access all these logos easily plus an excuse to learn how to build a website uh -huh. and the way it just grew, it, it blew my mind. Like within a year, maybe in like six, five, six, seven months after I launched it, uh, they were talking about the website on um, CTV news up here in Canada. Uh, and when you're like 15 years old and they're talking about you on the news, like the national news, right? <laughs> that was, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and then, you know, I started like the local paper started talking about me and, and, it just blew my mind uh, starting the, the message boards, uh, which we did originally in 99 and the current incarnation in uh, 2002, 20 years next year, the friendships that were formed out of that and, and just learning that there are other people out there like me who, who studied these <laughs> things obsessively and also had an opinion about, uh, you know, whether the New York Mets should be wearing black or, or whether the Syracuse uh, Sky Chiefs should change their name or, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it really, it really was uh, eye-opening and uh, I love it. I, I'm glad it's, you know, I found this community and being able to meet and work with, with people like you, Paul, uh, has been a real uh, treat in my life. Um, and uh, hearing stories from, from guys like the guys at Torch Creative uh, who, who come to me and say, Hey, we decided to start our business because of your website and your message board. And, and now seeing the logos they designed, like they designed a Stanley cup finals logo and they designed some uh, pretty big uh, college and uh, minor league baseball team logos. Yeah. And, you know, trying to wrap your head around the idea that, well, maybe those logos wouldn't exist if you didn't start your website. And <laughs> it's, it's a little <laughs> bit of a meta feeling, you know? Yeah. Well, it's amazing. I mean, I have to tell this story. In 2014, I was on vacation with my family in Costa Rica, and I got an email from you, and I had been following your website for years, and you had somehow discovered this goofy little blog that I had been writing, which I can't say the name of anymore because it has been turned into a, 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 an unsavory site because I let the URL slip, so I don't want to put that name out there in the world and send people to it, but I got an email from from to me, the, this celebrity of sports logos uh, saying, I discovered this, this blog that you've been writing about minor league baseball logos, and you should come write for me. I'm looking at my phone and I'm thinking, 
Chris Creamer just emailed me like Chris Creamer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're obviously oh, that name's got to be fake. That's what you <laughs> uh, well, you know, I knew it because I had, you know, whenever I wrote about one of these logos, I went to your website and downloaded the logo so I could put it in my blog. And so, you know, that just as a resource was was amazing to have. I, I think I came across um, there was a mention about you. Was it on Sports Illustrated or something uh, or ESPN? You're you're. Uh, there's a link to your blog or something where was they it? said, yeah. So I was reading an article about a team and they said, you know, oh, so-and-so's logo is from this per the name. Uh, of the blog. Oh, okay. Uh, and I said, Oh, what's that? So I clicked on it. And what I was presented with this list of just, it was a list of team names. There's maybe 10 or so. Yeah. Maybe a little more. And I clicked on each one and I was like, this is exactly what I want to have on the <laughs> website. This guy's doing it and he's doing a great job. Uh, and so I, I looked you up and I sent you the email and I crossed my fingers. And when you came back, um, I think you mentioned that you were a reader of the site and you were a fan yeah. and you loved the idea. And I was, I was so excited. I was like, Oh my yeah. God, he wants to, wants to write <laughs> for me. And, and now here we are, what, seven years later, seven saying. years, it's been seven years. And so you're talking about the, uh, the story behind the nickname series yes. where I just, you know, I, I started this blog, um, which, by the way, was inspired by an interview I heard with the guys on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who said that they started their TV show just for each other, just because oh. it was, they were just wanted to do something creative and fun. And I thought, well, what would that be in my life? And I thought, I love baseball. I love graphic design. I want to write about minor league baseball logos. So I started a blog where I would call minor league baseball teams and I would just say, hey, why are you called? The example I always use, because they were the first one, why are you called the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs? <laughs> and I was sort of shocked to realize that minor league baseball teams were thrilled to talk to me, right? Like they had never heard of my blog. It had just started. And they would spend half hour, 45 minutes on the phone with me telling me about their nicknames. And uh, and then I started talking to the designers, right? Like that one's from Brandios. Uh, you know, I have found, I'm going to talk to a lot of designers on this podcast. Uh, the next episode is going to be with your co-author, Todd Radom. Right. Uh, so yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, such a big portion of, of this industry. And so, you know, for me, finding how accessible baseball teams were just to write for this sort of no-name blog. And then to have you come along and now I can throw around, Hey, I write for sportslogos.net, And they're just like, Oh, I love that site. So, <laughs> so that, uh, you know, that, that was obviously, you know, that was uh, a, a thrill for me to, to, to get to do that. And, you know, like you said, it's been seven years and some of those articles were collected in a book called the story behind the nickname, which you yep. edited and wrote the foreword for, but that brings us to this point of, this is a podcast about minor league baseball logos and nicknames. Uh, the thing that the, the niche that I have found within the niche, the larger niche that you found is specific to minor league baseball. Are there minor league baseball logos that stand out to you because of their story? Is there, is there a particular that you sort of point to, or are there some that you use as sort of iconic minor league baseball logos of the current era? Montgomery Biscuits, I would say, right? Like they were one of the first, they weren't the first, but they were sort of the first to do something like this in the internet era that gained a lot of steam, right? Like if you want first, first, it was like the the lookouts, right? The Chattanooga lookouts were the first one to go really goofy with their logo and their, their name. But the Biscuits came 15 years later. They did it during the time of uh, social media 
where it picked up and everyone talked about it and everyone still loves it to this day, really. Like it's been around, when was that introduced? Like maybe 10, 15 years ago. 2004 was the best. Are you kidding me? 2004. Yeah. It's been around yeah. almost 20 years and people still, still love it. So, yeah. hey, maybe these, you know, I, I used to think these cartoony logos were a bit of a flash in the pan. They'd come and go. A team would get tired of the, the sort of goofy uh, identities and logos and quickly switch. But the biscuits are still kicking. I think that the industry trends in minor league baseball are are probably different from the major professional sports uh, mm-hmm. right now. And I think, you know, in the last 20 years, we've really found minor league baseball teams finding their voice, right? And finding what makes a good minor league baseball logo as compared to a, a major league baseball logo. And, you know, not every team follows exactly the, the same trends, but I'll just ask you, uh, given that you have a more expansive knowledge of the industry at large, at, at all levels, what do you think distinguishes a good minor league logo from a good major league logo? Well, minor league baseball has a different audience, right? And they have a different goal in mind. Major league baseball can draw off of uh, star power. They have, you know, they're, they're on the national news programs every night. Everyone knows all the players. There's, there's no mystery there. Um, your favorite major league baseball team is probably the same team that your parents grew up cheering for and your grandparents. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of deep rooted uh, feelings and ties there where minor league baseball for the most part is, you know, they have their brand and their community and really nothing more aside from the odd uh, rehab assignment. Right. Right. Uh, so they got to get creative. They have to appeal to the region, the community, they have to appeal to families. They, they want to make, they got to make kids uh, excited to wear their brand and sort of walk around promoting the team uh, to school and everywhere. Uh, a good minor league baseball uh, logo versus a major league baseball logo um, has to be a little cartoony in a way. I mean, I, I don't really, after a while, the cartoony look starts to get repetitive. Uh, we've seen it. We, you know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you'll probably talk to them in a few uh, episodes as well. I certainly will. Yeah. Uh, good guys, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> our listeners know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we could, like we could say it out loud, right? Like grandiose, yeah. grandiose. grandiose has had a very specific impact on this industry. And, yes. you know, they have a very distinctive aesthetic and, you know, it is it's intentionally cartoony and they can yes. do the serious logo, right? Like they can do oh. a Tulsa Drillers or a Spokane Indians. I mean, they can. They can do it, but they have, they have found, I don't want to say a formula because that makes it yeah. sound like just a template, but they have found, I, I mean, I think that, that Brandios is a huge uh, reason for, you know, some of the changes that we've seen in minor league baseball yes. over the, the 20 years. And, you know, their, their work goes back. I mean, I, I want to, you know, certainly before 2008, I think it was, you know, maybe mm-hmm. 2005, 2006. So yeah, they're, I think, responsible for a lot of the trends in minor league baseball because of the success that they've had. Minor league baseball logos were never anything anyone wanted to wear, right? right. Like back right. in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they were, I mean, there were the odd ones that that stood out amongst the rest, but the most of them looked really amateurish. Like right. the owner scribbled something on a napkin and said, here's mm-hmm. our logo. And mm-hmm. some of them were laughably uh, bad, but uh, Brandios amongst a few other designers uh, really put minor league baseball logos on the map uh, to the extent where they'll talk about it on sports center, right. On mm-hmm. ESPN. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 
and they'll talk about it primarily because of the branding, right? Like right. they don't care who plays for the team. They talk about, sure. check out this logo, check out this name. Right. And, um, you know, that, that was Brandios. Brandios sort of figured out how to do it. So, you know, kudos yeah. to them. Um, but uh, nine times out of 10, you know, a logo is designed by Brandios when you see it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, and, and sometimes, I mean, the sort of interesting thing that I've seen happen is you see a logo now that people say, oh, that's Brandios. And it's not Brandios, but yeah. it's someone who was certainly influenced by Brandios. Yeah. So they've, they've been around a while now that they're now influencing the next uh, generation of designers. Absolutely. 100%. Right. 100%. <laughs> Good guys too, right? Like they invited me down to their studio in San Diego one time. Uh, me and uh, Paul Lucas were down there covering the Padres thing, and uh, we went to their studio there. But uh, mo moving back to your question, uh, a major league baseball logo versus a minor league logo, you know, a major league team can't really get away with the whole cartoony look, not to the extent of a minor league team. And we've seen it tried. Uh, think back to the Baltimore Orioles, mm -hmm. uh, early 2000s when they wore that cartoony bird on the sleeve, which would have mm -hmm. been great for an Orioles minor league team. Sure. But it just didn't fit. It didn't look like a major league team. And I mean, I know you and I can go on and on about how the Orioles aren't actually a major league baseball <laughs> team. So perhaps it was <laughs> fitting, <laughs> but it didn't work. And it, it only lasted two years. So, I mean, they recognized it and maybe the players said something about it. I don't know. Could be, could be. Well, and yeah. you hear that in minor league baseball too, you know, some of the, especially the higher level teams will talk about, you know, hey, we're not going to do this super cartoony look because, you know, we're professional ball players and we're right on the cusp of of the major leagues. And, you know, uh, a few years back, uh, one of the Creamer Award winners uh, was Dan Simon's Memphis Redbirds logo. Yes. And yes. Dan Simon was very intentional about making that uh, not a cartoony logo. And it did have mm -hmm. sort of an illustrative bird on it, but it was a more serious looking bird than that Baltimore Orioles cartoon that you're talking yeah. about. So on one hand, though, you have some teams like I, I don't know if the Redbirds do this, but I'm going to use them as an example. So sure. they say, OK, we're going to go a little more serious. Uh, and then they have a SpongeBob jersey night. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I guess they're trying to have it both right. ways. Yeah, um, I, I was I, I spoke to um, a, a former uh, minor league hockey player uh, a couple of weeks ago for another show I did. And he's I asked him about that, like, what was it like wearing those, you know, theme night jerseys and mm -hmm. he didn't really have a complaint about the design of them his focus was more they were made of a different material they only came in one size they were really baggy they felt like they were gonna really cheap and and it, it just threw them off their game a little bit because it was it was different and it was big and baggy and I thought that was interesting and that I'd like to I'd like to hear if you ever get a player on your show uh, to talk to uh, I, I would love to hear what they think about wearing those those jerseys not just from the sort of goofy ridiculous designs of them but actually like yeah. the cut and the and the feel and if it makes them play any differently you know it's i mean it's interesting because i i have spoken to players before uh, about their uniforms and about the looks that they have and in fact one of my enduring memories of writing for sportslogos.net is when you got me credentials to go to the Rockies spring training facility, uh, which is a beautiful uh, uh, talking stick at Salt River Fields, uh, beautiful spring training facility in 2017. And they had slightly shifted their shade of purple. Yes. And I got into the clubhouse, you know, with press credentials, obviously didn't sneak in, but I got to talk to like legitimate major league baseball superstars. You know, I was here, I'm, I was talking to Tulowitzki and Nolan Arenado and Carlos Gonzalez about what do you think of this new shade of purple? And it was funny to me that, you know, I was expecting 
I was expecting this sort of noop Lelouch, you know, pat answer of just like, oh, I'm just happy to be on the ball field. I don't care what I wear. <laughs> I mean, the, the, how much they cared about this, Nolan Arenado in particular, like how much he cared about the shade of purple was like, amazing to me, right? Like, so talking to these players, I mean, I think they do have a sense for, you know, the design and obviously what they like and what they don't. And on behalf of sportslogos.net, I've spoken with Paul Goldschmidt twice, once when he was with the Diamondbacks and once when he was with the Cardinals. And I thought, you know, you can't have two more different looks in no. <laughs> Major League Baseball than those two teams. And Paul Goldschmidt had an opinion on it. You know, he said, yeah, well, you, you talked to him about that Diamondbacks uniform when it came out. I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I chatted with him once when I was in Phoenix for the unveiling. And I just flat out asked him, hey, if, uh, you know, money was the same and you were a free agent, would you ever use uniforms as a tiebreaker to pick a new team? <laughs> He's like, No. <laughs> i would never do that <laughs> well he's i have to say he was awfully nice to me because i asked i started my question in the dumbest way which was hey you know we spoke years ago about you know the diamondbacks uniform i'm not sure if you remember that conversation and i realized as soon as i said it of course he doesn't remember that conversation yeah. <laughs> but he just he just sort of looked at me like come on really <laughs> like, like but he, he was kind about it and i immediately like took that opportunity to move on to the question well, so Chris, I mean, this is obviously such a, a pleasure to, to talk to you in person. I mean, over the, all the years that we've known each other, most of our communication has been, uh, you know, through Twitter message or through uh, just, just email. So mm -hmm. to actually speak with you face-to-face -face has really been uh, a, a lot of fun. I do want to uh, just ask you before we go real quick, I just saw on social media the other day, you posted your, your book, uh, The Fabric of the Game, has been out for more than a year now and it's still topping the amazon charts there so that's uh you know again it's a hockey book you were a uh you worked with the nhl as a historical consultant as well so this is i mean hockey's obviously near and dear to your heart but the you know the book you guys sent me a copy i have the the todd radom and the chris creamer uh <laughs> there they are baseball cards that you sent i particularly love that uh on todd's it says favorite uniforms, and then he lists his favorite uniforms. And then on yours, it says favorite uniforms, but favorites with a U. So you guys went specific <laughs> to uh, American English and the Queen's English on your baseball cards even. So, but the book's great. I mean, I have a blast reading through it. I was reading about my flyers in it this morning. Um, oh, good. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wanted to plug that. Is there anything you wanted to add about the book that, that people should know? Well, if you're into sports logos and design, or even if you're just a hockey fan in general, you're going to love the book. Uh, it tells the stories behind these logos, uniforms, identities that some of these things I'd never heard before. And, you know, I do a lot of research on this. It's my full-time job. And I learned a lot going into it. Like, like the Chicago Blackhawks announced they were going to change the name to the Yankees in the 1930s. Uh, they never did. Uh, <laughs> there was going to be a hockey team called the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1942, and it never happened. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers, your, your team there, uh, got their colors from the Texas Longhorns because one of the owners was an alumni of uh, Texas. Uh, and it's just a coincidence that the previous Philadelphia NHL team wore the exact same colors. Uh, just amazing uh, uh, information and stories in there that... Um, you can read over and over again. And then when you're hanging out with your buddies again, uh, you can bring that up as a uh, random fact <laughs> and impress or annoy as you see fit. Chris, I do have an important question for you about the, uh, we were talking about my flyers. Why, why did they do a, a black stripe on the sleeve uh, when it should have been the sort of metallic silver stripe, don't you think? 
Chris, I think your microphone cut out. Chris, are you? Chris? No, no, the microphone didn't cut out. (laughs) (laughs) I fell into the trap. Uh Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being the first guest on Baseball by Design. This has been a thrill for me. I honestly, like, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours over a beer at a ball game, over an ice cream helmet at a ball game, which (laughs) reminds me, I have to ask you this question. You, your sportslogos.net logo, mm-hmm. the logo for the website itself, which was developed by Torch Creative. Will we ever see that on a little plastic baseball helmet? Oh, you show me where I can get little plastic baseball helmets manufactured and you'll get one. <laughs> this this is huge news. This is, uh, <laughs> this, this, I feel like we just broke news on this actually here. Oh, so this is, the, <laughs> on my very first podcast, we're breaking news about... And we'll bring those little helmets to a minor league ballpark and we'll, uh, we'll have some ice cream together. Chris, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Obviously, you know, anyone who knows who I am already knows who you are, but uh, just in case sportslogos.net's the website celebrating 25 years, congratulations on that. And thanks for everything you've done for fans of sports logos around the world. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Congrats on the new show. And I look forward to uh, listening to it. Can't wait to see uh, where you take it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.